Hey everybody, you are listening to Grace Bond Ministries. Grace Bond Ministries is about sharing the Word of God, having conversations about difficult topics, talking about apologetics, coming together, tackling issues, answering questions, studying the scripture, uh, doing devotionals. Listen, Grace Bond Ministries has so many different things that we're going to talk about, that we have talked about, we're going to continue talking about. Uh, and this podcast is made for someone who wants to know more about the Christian faith or wants answers to their questions or just wants to ask questions or just wants a safe place to talk about things, even things like politics, you know, abortion, uh, homosexuality, hell, you know, or just how do I have strong faith? That's what you're going to get when you listen to Grace Bond Ministries. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you are blessed and encouraged by what we do here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Today, I am by myself. Christian couldn't be on this podcast, but um, uh, so we're definitely going to miss him. But I am on myself today. And I'm going to talk about the new movie that came out, The Jesus Revolution, and how you can be a part of The Jesus Revolution today. Stay with us. For it is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2a. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Everybody, uh, like I said, in the intro, I'm here by myself today. Christian could not make it. So when me and Christian were planning to record, uh, Christian had just finished a D-Now weekend and uh, was uh, understandably absolutely exhausted. So um, anyways, I just decided I'm going to go ahead and make this. And and uh, we're going to talk about this new movie, Jesus Revolution. And uh, for those of you who have watched Grace Bond Ministries before, uh, one thing Christian and I are going to attempt to do is we want to try to make all of our podcasts 30 minutes or less, okay? And uh, so I'm going to try my hardest to get this podcast done in 30 minutes or less. We're going to talk about Jesus Revolution. We're going to talk about how to have a Jesus Revolution in your life and how to be a part of the Jesus Revolution, I think is probably uh, a little bit more accurate way to say it, you know, because we want to be a part of what Jesus is doing. We don't want uh, we don't want to tell Jesus, hey, come do what I'm doing, but we want to be where Jesus is. All right, so let's talk about this Jesus Revolution movie. So if you're if you're looking up YouTube videos or podcasts right now on Jesus Revolution, you are going to find all kinds of topics. You're going to find all kinds of podcasts talking about it. Uh, Greg Laurie's talked about it a couple times uh, since the movie's come out, well, multiple times, I'm sure, but a couple times that I've heard he's talked about it. And uh, he just had a podcast with Ed Stetzer. You can go look up the Greg Laurie podcast and uh, listen to his conversation with Ed Stetzer on it. Um, there's a bunch of other podcasts, people just getting on there and talking about the Jesus Revolution and talking about Lonnie Frisbee and talking about Greg Laurie and talking about Chuck Smith and um, just everything that happened there is absolutely, uh, it's, it's, this thing is absolutely blown up. I mean, in, in a good way, I've, I, uh, I've heard, um, I've heard that, that, uh, that, that, that this movie was number two in the nation uh, second to cocaine bear, but, um, you know, I'm not here to talk about cocaine bear, but all right. So let, let's talk about it. All right. So, uh, first let me, let me give the uh, critic reviews. Um, so what I wanted to do is I, so I found on rotten tomatoes, I looked up Jesus revolution. You can do the same thing if you, if you would like. Um, but on Jesus revolution, I mean, on, on rotten tomatoes, it gives a, uh, they have like professional movie critics that talk about it. 
Um, they have professional movie critics, and then they also have like audience um, uh, audience thoughts and stuff like that. So uh, the overall score for the the movie critics uh, was 62 percent. Uh, all right, so sixty two percent is not very great. And even worse than that is when you go to their website and look up the top critics, it goes all the way down to 38%. Uh, all right. So anyways, that's not a really good sign. But but I tell you, one of the, one of the um, troubling things, let's see, let me pull up some of these quotes. I want you to hear some of this, the reviews. Um, now, these aren't the full reviews. I, I want to say these are kind of like a snippet or a summary of their, their thoughts. And then you click on them, you can hear their full review of the movie, uh, which might be helpful. But um, this guy, Jackie K. Cooper, makes its points, six out of ten, makes its points, but does not have the emotional impact you would expect from a movie striving to be inspirational. Uh, Lupe uh, Rodriguez Haas, uh, this film is inspirational and beautiful when Pastor Chuck opens his church to those in need of guidance. Jonathan Rumi is, a charis is, a, is charismatic as the hippie preacher. It also tackles the hypocrisy of religion, although there is a level of it in the ending. Um, Dennis Harvey, appealing in its relative non-preachiness, nostalgic tenure, and for its reminder that the New Testament's Jesus was an inclusive, giving, uh, inclusive, forgiving, uh, giving, forgiving type. Um, let me see. There was a couple of them I really wanted to. Uh, all right, here's, here's one. This is from a top critic. Although there are very frank discussions about the nature of faith, it doesn't feel as preachy or heavy-handed as a lot of these films do which to me personally makes them off-putting. Um, uh, let's see. So some of these, like here's a four out of five from a critic. This drama is almost certain to energize and inspire the Christian crowd, but it's also likely to captivate those who tend to avoid films about religions from Tara McNamara. Um, that's both because it's very well made and because there's an honesty and accountability here. Um, uh, this one, uh, Asher Luberto, he said, though most people don't want a Bible lesson, especially they didn't ask for one, the new faith-based film is a step in the right direction. Uh, and here's a, here's a top critic, Katie Walsh. Unfortunately, despite the interesting history, the film itself is a dry, scattered slog, neuter of all the thorny, contradictory details of the real story. Um, trying to see. Um, all right, so here, here's another one. Five years ago, this is Hope Madden, uh, original score, two out of five out of five. Five years ago, they were preaching to the choir, which was essentially a captive audience. Uh, Jesus Revolution uses smoke and mirrors to appeal to those outside the flock. So um, my point was, if we read through these actual critics, these uh, that, that, that you'll see, you'll see them, that they are, I, I think they're being a little unfair um, mostly because I think we're living, especially in our nation, we're living in a non-Christian nation. And so they're critiquing it from a non-Christian standpoint, you know? So, um, it's, so on one hand, they're, they're critiquing the movie itself, the acting, stuff like that. I think some of them may be genuine in that. Uh, but I think a lot of them, there's just this anti-Christian, anti, they call it proselytizing, uh, proselytize, oh, gosh, I can't say it. Um, but, you know, forcing religion or whatever. Uh, but then what's what's amazing to me is that on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is 99%, right? 99%. Here's the, uh, well, let me read this. This is the critics' consensus. consensus. Uh, it says, Jesus Revolution fumbles an opportunity to bring fascinating real-life history vibrantly to life, 
but deserves credit for avoiding the preachiness common to faith-based films. Um, audience, the audience summary is this. Jesus' Revolution faithfully depicts the, mo the moment in time it sets out to capture. It may remind many viewers of their own path to religious conversion. All right, let's read, a, let's read a couple of audience reviews. These were so much, so much more positive. And my guess is it would, they, most of these people were probably Christian people um, because it's very inspiring for Christian people. We'll get into that here in, in just a second. Um, but somebody said, excellent. I enjoy this true story. Amanda said, phenomenal. Every single minute was amazing. Connie M said, how they show the truth in the culture of that time and showed how easy it is to be born again and start a new life in Jesus. I enjoy how the directors kept the events real in the movie. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, excellent real-life depiction of what happened. Four out of five stars. If you were raised in the 60s or 70s, the movie will be nostalgic. Actually has two stories intertwined, the Jesus Revolution and a love story between uh, Greg and his wife, Kathy. Uh, really makes one appreciate being non-judgmental. Uh, well done, very relatable, great acting, and I'm biased as a Christian, at least he's honest. Uh, fairly accurate and honest to the period of time. Didn't see the normal affirmative action field leveling BS. Um, so, um, and I, I've only read through a handful of these, but uh, the, the audience rating was so much better than the critics rating, which is, I think, pretty typical for movies, uh, but the critics rating was way lower. Usually they're kind of similar. Uh, and I think that, and, and I, you know, I, obviously I'm biased because I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, and I'm a, I'm a Christian podcast host, but I think a lot of it has to do uh, with uh, non-Christians critiquing the film. So my take on the movie is, is pretty simple. I think it was a great movie. I think it was inspiring. Um, I really connected with the characters. So Greg Glory is a, is a pastor. Uh, he's one of the pastors in the, in the film, the, one of the main ones that is still alive today. Uh, Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee were the other two pastors. Uh, both of them have passed uh, now, but uh, uh, Lonnie Frisbee passed of, of AIDS in 93, and Chuck Smith, I believe, I'm not sure what he passed of, uh, probably, probably, you know, just age, but uh, in 2013, I believe Chuck Smith passed away. Uh, but Greg Glory is still preaching. I listen to Greg Glory all the time. That's the first time I heard about the film, just listening to his messages. And I was, uh, I didn't realize how popular he was until this came out. And I'm just like, wow, you know, so I highly suggest the Greg Glory podcast, listen to his messages. They're, they're kind of what I listen to, um, to just get a sermon, um, you know, in, on, in the mornings. But uh, I connected with all these characters. So Greg Glory, you know, you hear this story. I mean, I, I had a much different story growing up than than um, than Greg did, but uh, than Pastor Greg did. But um, his his story was definitely inspiring, just to see what what God can do, how He saved him, how He saved his mother, and how they just came from that just this awful life and, and and trying to seek after the answer. Greg talks about that. Uh, Chuck Smith, you know, I I, I really feel. Um, so with Chuck Smith, I mean, I really, I really connected with Chuck Smith because I am a pastor. I've seen because what you'll see is you'll see how traditions played into this, and and how um, and how he, you know, he had a fight against the traditions in his church that he was that was very well established, and I'm sure it was an older church. Uh, well, I know it was an older church that was portrayed in the film, but um, you know, he had a fight against those traditions in order to share the gospel in a more powerful way. Um, that's something I definitely connected with. And then my dad was a pastor, you know, I saw in churches all the time and uh, how, how uh, church goes and how traditions can, can rule a church, you know, so I connected even 
even on that level with her daughter, uh, with his daughter, I mean, and then uh, Lonnie Frisbee. It was, it was interesting to hear Lonnie Frisbee's story, and I've learned a lot more about it, uh, listening to some stuff from his uh, brother that's, that's doing ministry today. Uh, but Lonnie Frisbee's story was, was definitely inspiring to me just to see how God changed his life. Not only that, God used Lonnie Frisbee to start a massive Jesus revolution, which just goes because if you know Lonnie Frisbee's history of, of sin, sex, drugs, whatever, um, you'll know that, that he was definitely a, 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 a sinner saved by grace, you know, so it's just amazing to see God use him uh, in that. So one of the things, though, one of the things about this movie is that uh, it's an incomplete story, and that's kind of understandable when you're talking about uh, something that happened over uh, years and is still active today. I mean, uh, Calvary Chapel and uh, the, the Vineyard were both were, were both still active today, active churches today. Um, and specifically, though, I think the issue has come up with Lonnie Frisbee's life and some of the things going around in his life, and, and uh, which seems kind of debatable. Uh, I would suggest, I should have wrote it down, but uh, I would suggest uh, looking up Looking at some more stuff, Lonnie Frisbee wrote some books, talked about his struggles and all that stuff. Obviously, you know, he died of, of AIDS, uh, which was caused by some of that. But uh, Lonnie Frisbee, though he wasn't perfect, seemed like he always had a heart uh, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He just needed to get uh, some sins uh, dealt with in his life. And, and Greg Laurie says, you know, Lonnie just, he just, he just fell away. And he said, but he did talk to Lonnie on his deathbed. And Lonnie was still convinced that he was going to come off his deathbed and keep sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He loves seeing people get saved, which is an absolute, um, it's absolutely uh, powerful. Uh, so let me, let me, let me uh, share with you. Let me see real quick what the uh, podcast was called that Stan Frisbee was on. Give me just one second. Let me pause. Okay, so it's called Radical Radio with Robbie Dawkins. And so he actually talks to Stan Frisbee a little bit about his life. Um, and one of the things you'll see is that is that Stan was convinced that a lot of the issues between uh, Chuck and Lonnie Frisbee had to do with um, had to do with uh, charismatic issues and, and things like that. But uh, which you see that a little bit in the film, uh, but not not a whole lot. So uh, it honestly it seems like there's uh, multiple stories here, uh, which you know whether whether you know it didn't seem like when I was listening to Stan Frisbee that that uh, he was. Um, you know, that he knew every detail of what happened. And I'm sure there was conversations that Chuck and, and Lonnie had, uh, that Lonnie and Greg Laurie had that, that he may just not know about, you know? So, um, you know, so I, 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 there's some, there's some debate there of what all really happened. Uh, but I think it's obvious in the movie that God used uh, Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith to start a movement, a very powerful movement that led thousands of people to Christ, including um, Pastor Greg Laurie. And so there were a couple of things, and I think they added some things to kind of add to the story. You know, I mean, Greg Laurie was the main one giving the details of the story. And even he says that some of what, uh, some of the story of how he even met, he even met Kathy was kind of uh, theatricized, you know, just to, just, just to uh, just build a story, make a good, a good movie, a good consistent movie, I guess. So, um, you know, and the movie was only two hours, you know, and so, I mean, two hours is a long time. So they covered a lot. They got it all in there. The best they could, um, you know. There's going to be some things that are going to be left out. There's going to be some things that are shortened that weren't really that short, you know, um, that struggle and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think it was, a, I think it was a great movie. Um, and I, I think the inspiration. This is the cool thing to me is is how the movie actually inspires. Like I think the movie is so inspirational. It made me want to leave. I feel like I 
I had a revival in a movie theater, you know, Jesus Christ is proclaimed in the middle of a movie theater with, you know, 20 movies playing. They got this movie about Jesus Christ. And of course I went in the middle of the day. So there was like nobody, there was me and my wife and one other person were like the only ones in the theater. But I mean, I, I've heard that some of these theaters were absolutely packed out. I mean, I went in the middle of the day, so I'm sure at nighttime it'd be a little more packed, but uh, definitely in bigger cities and stuff like that. But it was a super inspirational movie and it was heart wrenching. Like I could, I could feel the struggles, you know, because I'm a pastor. I can feel the struggles because I'm called to ministry. I'm called to share the gospel. I want to, I want to give up uh, things in my life so I can focus on sharing the gospel and helping people grow in their faith in Jesus Christ. I would have loved nothing more to than, than to be a part of it and work with these guys. And uh, it was just so inspirational, so heart-wrenching. There was ups and downs in the movie. And you just kind of see the struggles that came up. And it was absolutely heart-wrenching and uh, very inspirational. And, and, and for Christians that are watching this, it was just impactful for me uh, as a Christian, especially as a pastor and a Christian. But it was just super impactful just to see the power of the gospel and to know that these things truly happen. Maybe not every detail was exactly like it was portrayed in the movie, okay? But these things actually happen. A movement actually happened where hippies were coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, so I think that's something to uh, take very seriously, okay? So now we're, we're on the second half of this podcast, okay? So this is something I really want to talk about with you all is how you can be a part of the Jesus Revolution, um, because I believe the Jesus Revolution is still going. I think, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing, um, uh, you know, the, the the revivals break out across across campuses and churches and all this stuff, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited of what's happening, um, you know, and I'm, I'm still not one. Um, so let me go through the three points, okay? First of all, if you want to be a part of the Jesus Revolution, you want God to grab your heart, dedicate your life to Jesus Christ. Be like Jesus. In 1 Peter, it tells us, be holy because he is holy, all right? So being holy means to be set apart, right? To be set apart. And in the Old Testament, they were to be set apart from the other nations. We are to be set apart from the lost world because we follow Jesus Christ. So dedicate your life, make Jesus the Lord of your life, okay? Be like Jesus. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. Be imitators of God. You are a child of God. Be an imitator of God, right? So it matters how you live. It matters what you do, right? So be an imitator of God. Because listen to this, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, right? So take what you know, get closer to Jesus Christ, and do it in word and in action. Like James 1.22 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves, right? Be doers of the word. Learn, study. And, and dedicate your life to following Jesus Christ and learning about him through his word, all right? Uh, the second thing is share Jesus. Share Jesus. Romans 1.16, it says, uh, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. First Peter 3, 9, it says, the Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to 
repentance. Jesus wants to see people saved. We as Christians, since we have the Holy Spirit, we should want to see people saved. So share the gospel. Be the light in the world that God is calling you to be. All right. Share Jesus Christ. Share Jesus with even with the hippies. And so part of that that you have to do, uh, part of that you have to do is you have to give up. Um, I've kind of phrased it, give up your seatbelts, you know, give up what's holding you back. Is there traditions in your life that you're holding on to more so than the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, like, like that you see that a lot in the movie. It's, it's what, what, what was happening in Chuck Smith's church. And you can see it uh, in the movie that Chuck Smith, I think, realized that his church was dry. It was dead. And, and I've been to a lot of dry and dead churches, you know, uh, but we need churches that are on fire. We need, you know how that starts? We need Christians who are on fire. And sometimes you have to give up your traditions. You know, one time I said in a sermon, if God called me, if God called me to preach and he said, Jonathan, I want you to get on top of the roof and I want you to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ from the roof of your church building, guess where I would be? I'd be on the roof of the church building, right? So give up your traditions, open your mind up to God, all right? <laughs> Focus more on the word of God and following where his spirit leaves, leads. All right. So don't follow where his spirit leaves. Um, but sometimes we have to give up our traditions to spread the gospel. Listen to this. This is this is such an important verse. This is the verse that was sticking with me the entire time I saw this movie. It was First Corinthians 9.22. Paul says, you know, you know, Paul, Paul shared the gospel. He started going to Jews and he kind of just didn't. He, he, I think God just kind of kind of transition, transitioned and turned him towards sharing the gospel to the Gentiles, and then him and Peter, you know, had that debate about how Gentiles can be saved and all that, and then I think that just uh, rededicated Paul to the mission for the Gentiles, right? That's the non-Jewish people, and so Paul Paul went to a lot of crazy places and shared the gospel with a lot of crazy people, all right, and this is what he says about it. He says, to the weak I became weak, this is 1 Corinthians 9.22, to the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may be every, I may by every possible means save some. So one of the things I can promise you that Paul never did this, because if you look at Paul's letters, um, he was, he was always worried about uh, people getting saved, Christian living and doctrine, right? And so, uh, and, and so Paul, he would never give up doctrine. So he was, it's not like Paul was giving up certain doctrines. You know, it's like he was giving up the, the Trinitarian doctrine and going to work with a non-Trinitarian uh, to go share the gospel. You know what I mean? So there's some, there's some boundaries you have to have, right? You need to have, that's why you got to know the word. You got to know, okay, this is a boundary I can break. I, I, I can have a church without shag carpet. You know, that's what the, that's what they thought that that's what they were worried about in the film was the shag carpet of the church and the, the hippies uh, dirty feet all over their carpet. Um, but uh, you know, it, uh, what what are those traditions? Sometimes you got to give those things up in order to be saved. You got to know the difference, though, between what God says, do not give this up, keep this, hold strong to it. Um, and then the things that I think have become traditions, I think have become things we've added to the gospel, um, you know, different things about our church we could change or whatever, you know, and, and like you take the contemporary versus traditional music, for example, okay, uh, I think it would depend on which church you're in. Maybe you're in a church where you need to do traditional music. Maybe you're in a church where you need to do contemporary. Maybe you're in a church where you need to do both. But you need to, we need to all drop that. Like for me, 
it doesn't matter whether or not I'm doing traditional or contemporary music. You know, I, I love contemporary music, but if we get that power of the Holy Spirit in there, we're singing hymns, man, we can have a powerful worship time, you know? And so we need to drop our traditions. We need to drop the things we've added in our world, drop those things in order that we can share the gospel. If it's holding us back from sharing the gospel, it's time to take that seatbelt off. All right. So in conclusion, I just want to close with this. Uh, my conclusion is very simple. Go and watch the movie. Man, if you, can, if you can pull this off, take your lost friend to go watch the movie. I mean, it's two hours of a powerful impact. All right. It's, it's two hours of a powerful story that could powerfully impact your lost friend. Maybe they ask questions. Maybe, maybe they'll watch it and they'll laugh at it and say, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Right. Uh, I think if nothing else, I think they'll be they'll see it's impactful in that these men and women that that put their faith in Christ, they found meaning in life. Right. And that's what I think you'll see in the movie. Uh, and here's the other thing. One of the things I've struggled with as a Christian, as a pastor and all that stuff. One of the things I've struggled with is is wondering, uh, can God really like I've always can God use me? You know, and I've always felt like I was inadequate. You know, I always felt like oh, I'm really not good enough for God, or God really can't or shouldn't use me, uh, or whatever, you know. Uh, I've always felt inadequate, but I can promise you this. Billy Graham, Greg Laurie, Chuck Smith, Lonnie Frisbee, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, Charles Spurgeon, all of these men were men, right? They were just common, everyday people. Billy Sunday, you know, just common, everyday people or, or uh, you know, or any Armstrong, you know, they were common, everyday people who just got sold out on Jesus Christ, who got sold out on the gospel. Listen, God can and wants to use you in his kingdom, you know, whatever position you may be in. If you're a worship leader, he wants to use you. He used love song, all right, in the film, your love song was born, contemporary worship was born in there. Um, whatever position you may be in, whatever God's calling you to do, God wants to use you, and he can use you in a powerful way. But here's the, here's the key, though, is not to worry about, am I being used in a powerful way? It's, it, am I being used in the way God wants me to be used? Are you being used in a small setting? Are you being used in a huge setting? It really shouldn't matter as long as you know that you're being used by God to accomplish his will. So listen, I just, I wanted to talk about all that. I love the movie. I hope you get to watch it. I hope you were inspired by it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So leave me some thoughts uh, in the comment sections. Uh, but anyways, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But here, more than anything, I want to pray over you as you watch, uh, as, as you're listening to this, you're finishing this up and you're continuing uh, in, in your walk with Christ and doing evangelism. I just want to pray for you in your mission and uh, pray for me as well. You know, pray for me as well. Pray for Christian as we continue this podcast and we continue to get the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ out there through this. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to just share your word, share the, the love of Christ, the love, the love I have for you with others, Lord. I pray they see that motivation, that, that excitement, Lord. I, God, I am excited for what you are doing. God, I pray that you use me. I pray that you use Christian. I pray that you use the individual that is watching this. Uh, the people that are watching this, Lord, use them for something mighty in your kingdom, Lord. I just pray that you just give them that, that courage, that motivation. Uh, God, just show them love as they struggle through it. Uh, God, just help us in our inadequacies to just, <laughs> just helps us to focus and just help us to put uh, more faith in you, Lord. Because when we are weak, then we are strong. 
So God, thank you so much for this Jesus Revolution movie. I pray that you continue to use that. God, who would have thought that years and years and years ago that that story would still resonate today? So God, thank you so much. And I pray you bless Greg Glory and his ministry and everyone that's watching this and their ministries. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, I will see you all on the next podcast. God bless. Thank you so much for watching the Grace Bond Ministries podcast or listening to the podcast. Uh, I know there's various ways that you could be listening to this right now or watching this right now, uh, but I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, if you would, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, podcast, please you know, leave a five-star review and uh, write a little thing in there. If you're on Facebook, you know, leave a comment. Uh, let me know how this impacted you or uh, even any other questions or comments or concerns you may have. Um, and also, if you have an idea or you have something you'd really want to talk more uh, deeply about, you can always email me at gracebondministries at gmail.com. But thank you so much. Remember, for it is by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. Thank you for listening to Grace Bond Ministries.